Hey guys, make sure to check out Green Mountain Dental Group today. They are hooking up DNVR members with a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. That's awesome value. It's maybe the coolest perk that any of our sponsors here on the DNVR Podcast Network are giving out because a Sonicare toothbrush is a top-of-the-line electric toothbrush. You go to Target, you look at all the electric toothbrushes they have. The Sonicares are always really pricey, but you can get one for free when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group today, located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. A lot of us here at DNVR, we go to Green Mountain Dental Group to get our teeth cleaned, to get our teeth pulled if we need to, get cavities filled, get our wisdom teeth pulled. It's a great experience every time. Check them out today and get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Hmm. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the lounge, the post-game lounge, the loser's <laughs> lounge tonight. I thought you were going to avoid the loser part of that. I, was I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> avoid the obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's a loser's lounge, unfortunately. I'm Harrison Wynn. Yeah. I'm going to uh, address the elephant in the room. Adamar is not here tonight, out ah. for uh, personal reasons like Gary Harris was. He should be back soon, though. I'm glad that I'm not the elephant in the room. <laughs> How do you know? Well, he—I uh, I was waiting for what he what followed. He There's never me. been a room with two elephants. <laughs> I'm gonna address the elephant in the room. Hey, I'm Eric. Gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna address one of two elephants in the room. <laughs> you have on like all gray and everything. You, you could be the elephant in the room. Oh man, we got a lot to talk about tonight, though, because this was a game that it felt like the Nuggets were gonna win for for definitely the first half and even a little into that third, and then. Man, uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about what happened. Bull Bull started tonight, which was just like wild. Uh, we'll get into that as well. I am joined by Eric Weedham. You know him as D-Line. D-Line, you know him as Eric Weedham. That's right, guys. I'm here. Let's uh, let's address this elephant. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Superstar Dev as well. What's going on, man? I just... I can't believe that Kevin Durant is still good at basketball. I know. I thought for sure. Dude, are we ready to like rewrite the book on guys coming back from Achilles injuries after Kevin Durant? He, he's rewriting the book. It's all. It's him. He's every page. He's the book. <laughs> he's, he's the, the book. book. Yeah. Also, we got RK popping what? in. Uh, Losingsburg. Normally, I'm not Harrison. So what does that make me tonight? <laughs> Losingsburg. I'm not Adam. Not vote. Not Adam vote. I don't know. We're going to see if RK can, uh, he, if he's got a full show in him tonight. Because usually he, he subs out for me. It's true. You know, the the, these late starts. I can only give a few minutes. Does he have a full 60 minutes in him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like yourself. Boban. You know, I'm Pace great yourself. for a few minutes, but I can only go so long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll find out. So, yeah, guys. I mean, a lot to get into tonight. Like I was saying, Nuggets dominated the first half tonight. They outscored the Nets 35-27 in the first quarter. 35-27 in the second quarter, and then got outscored 36-20 in the third where the game kind of flipped. I don't know who, who wants to go first here, but, I mean, what happened? What, what happened in that third quarter that, that kind of killed the momentum? I'll tell you what happened. They could not miss a three-point shot. Like, I, I, I'm, uh, I live my life uh, on my sleeve emotionally. You do? Um, I'm not even that mad, honestly, at this game because it was just like they just hit – they were something like 8 of 11 – they in hit 11 third, threes in the second half. Yeah. yeah, like in that third quarter specifically. It's like it, it wasn't even something the Nuggets – they didn't, like, fall back and just allow them. Like, the, the Nets just hit every GD3. Like, it, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's one of those ones where a part of you wants to tip your cap and say, like, oh, if you shoot like that, it's going to happen. But you're up 18 at one point, I believe. Like, you have to find a way to close that out. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think my main takeaway was – the Nuggets didn't go to Jokic in the post yeah. enough in important moments. Yeah. Uh, to me, that should be such a no-brainer. I know. It's like, okay, we need a bucket here. Or, okay, you know, it's down the stretch. We want to close here. Like, let's make sure we get Jokic a post-touch on every one of these possessions. And they kind of got away from that. Uh, and, and that, to me, was the most frustrating part of this finish is not enough Jokic post-touches late in the game. My takeaway would be both sides. That was a very fun game. Like, everything about that was fun. It was a fun Brooklyn game. Brooklyn could not miss anything. And on top of them not missing anything, it was like the same five guys yep. for Brooklyn. It wasn't like everybody was, like, chipping yep. in. It was the same guys. But then back to RK's point, what worked for the Nuggets in the first half, they just went away from. They yep. just yeah. they didn't do it, and it was like they were just trying to match the offense from Brooklyn. And you're not going to match the offense from Brooklyn when they're going to give it to their best player, and he's showing up. 
And then the Nuggets are going away from their best player. And then on top of that, the highest paid player is not making as many shots as he normally would. So I think that it was a mixture of both for my takeaway. Can we also yeah. talk about like that unbelievably garbage foul on Will Barton at a very high leverage point in the game? that they reviewed and I, I love the fact that the NBA has instituted the replay just so that they can say that they do it so they can go back and look and be like well that's definitely not a foul but <laughs> we're, we're certainly not going to overturn it because like why would we do that um, I mean I don't know it's so frustrating but it's you know, such the, a lame call in that moment in that it's it's unconscionable it didn't impact the play at all it didn't stop their ability to get over there on defense it was just like a ticky tack maybe he leaned in a little bit it's just so lame yeah it sucks that we've talked about the officiating so much this year. I feel like we've talked about it more at the beginning of this year than, than a lot of years. But to you guys' points, like, I, feel, I feel like a trend for this team really in the Jokic era is like when they're clicking on offense, when it's you know the beautiful offense that we know they can run around Jokic, and that's what was going on in the first half, that's when they really dig in on defense, I feel like. When everything's going for them, when they're in the rhythm offensively, they buy in on the defensive end. And I agree with you guys. Like, in that third quarter, for some reason, what was working for them in the first half, they went away from that completely. And it kind of boiled over into a very crucial possession late in the fourth quarter where Nikola Jokic was standing out at the top of the arc at the three-point line with Joe Harris on him for the entire second half of the shot clock. And the Nuggets are just fooling around with the ball on the other other uh, wing, and Moving they don't even sideways. look his way. Yeah, and it's like at that point, that ball's got to go to him because look what happened in the first half. And with that play, that was the play, that was the last play for Jamal Murray to to get up a very very contested shot. But it was him and Will Barton both just holding the ball, and it was really sh shocking to me as far as Jokic not getting the ball late in the game because. This was a game, for whatever reason, Nikola Jokic goes into games, and if there's a guy that is considered the defender, he goes after him early, especially if they're a big man that's considered the defender. He goes after him, he attacks him really early, and in this game, he he found success in the first half. Yeah. So you would assume that if a guy is, is hot and he's aggressive, and especially a player like Jokic, who, who's a, a pass-first a pass first all-star, He's going after his guy. You just got to give him the ball and, and yep. see how many he can put up that night. But they just they kind of just went away from it in the second half, and that has to be the but, story. But then there were like what two or three straight possessions late in the fourth where he did get the ball. Yeah, and he cooked, post. and he, he was cooking. It was baby food, baby food. At Although that point. he did he did miss a couple easy ones too. Jokic faded a little bit also. Like he wasn't as aggressive as he need, as he needed to be. Like well, and that like that that possession where Joe Harris is defending him, you can be mad at everyone there right like yeah. Jokic has to demand that ball yeah at the same time will and jamal who are like passing the ball back and forth over there need to realize what the matchup is and throwing the ball and tell him to go yeah uh but that's kind of like a a microcosm of that entire second half where it's just like someone needs to say like give the ball to Jokic yeah. in the post and get the hell out of the way although yeah. I, I have to say just like overall like i have never in my life seen the nuggets have a success this road trip is never successful for the Denver Nuggets. They never it's win in Brooklyn. It's a tough road trip. Man. They never it's win a, in Brooklyn. No matter how bad the Knicks are, it's a tough road trip. You know, going to the Eastern Sea, like, it, it, it's just like taxing on them. They This is always a disastrous road trip for the Denver Nuggets, and they've actually looked really good, like, considering the fact, if you take into consideration the history, like, you can see them turning it around. Like, the bench unit is no longer a complete embarrassment like mm -hmm. you can see so you know it's like a long season so you just have to sort of like understand like okay cool like we're stacking like small dubs on top of small dubs like you can kind of see it rounding into form this game is frustrating because they should have won they were up by 18 points should have won for sure um but like there were good things in it it's just you know you can't call this a disastrous uh road trip no though, not because they went two and one like, that's what sure. i mean like although this is it was like, very difficult like i mean the circumstances is kind of why they went two and one but to go two and one on that road trip and then head back to denver that has to be like at least some positive and like you said the, the bench is starting to round out and that has to be a, a, a key point in the game just because of how they started and with the bowl bowl situation yeah yeah what's frustrating is like it's two and one you'll take it you know there was circumstance involved. If there's if it's three and zero with a win over Brooklyn and Kevin Durant, you're just feeling great. You're like, oh, okay, dude. they're six and five. Like everyone can breathe now. Yeah, yeah. I was living my best life in the first half. You this really was were a really fun game. <laughs> and to your point, RK, Nuggets are still looking for that first signature victory. They beat 
a nine-man Houston Rockets team that they should have smashed. Uh, they beat the Knicks. They beat the seven-man 76ers. But they still haven't had that one signature victory. And they haven't really played a four-quarter game other than the Knicks know, game. Probably. Yeah, other than the, the Knicks, Knicks game. game, which it's like you feel bad saying that's been the Nuggets' only full four-quarter effort because it barely it feels like it counts. I but, but the Knicks are like not the Knicks this year. They they've, they've proven to be like somewhat formidable, or at least like competent. Yeah, they've been they've solid. They've had some good wins. I think by the end of the season they'll be the Knicks though. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> my prediction. They're hidden right now. They, yeah. they're, they're they're the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Jokic's game a little more um because Kale, if you got the graphic there, uh he balled out for most of this game tonight. He's our DraftKings king of the game. 23 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds, 7 steals. A career high 7 steals and this was evident from the opening tip. He was locked in defensively, I thought, uh, from the get-go. Three steals in the first quarter, I believe, and just getting so many deflections, getting his hands on everything. Did Jared Allen beat him in, like, a League of Legends game last night on <laughs> uh, on Twitch or something that we missed? Because he was, he was locked in. He was locked in, and we know he has amazing hands, you yeah. know? But they were so active tonight. It was really great to see. I mean, it showed that he has another layer of his defensive prowess that he can add to this. You know, just he's so long and lanky. And like I said, his hands are so good that he can get in those passing lanes and he can do this more often. Now, seven steals is a lot. We were on quad double alert quad at one point. Um, but that was extremely impressive to me to just see how good he is at taking away you know they go pick and roll and he's hedging back and he's able to get his hand on that like that was awesome a lot of times uh Jokic is called out for his defense but he's been uh, improving as a defender he he was very active tonight um in the passing lanes he also is just switching on to Durant there was a lot of times that he was on on Durant and you know usually you're just gonna say with anybody with Durant you're like oh it's ISO with the player that really should not be guarding him and 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 he would disrupt Durant he would push it out of bounds uh he had that um he he's, he's getting out and everything but the thing that's really shocking to me for how active he was in the first half um with the steals is they didn't have any fast break points like hmm. how do you have all of these steals and zero fast break points like are they setting up after i'm, I'm like trying to think about how yeah. how that came into play yeah. that's interesting because we we know a a point of emphasis the nuggets wanted to make this year was to play faster get up and down more they're still like a bottom five team in pace on the season so nothing's really changed much there <laughs> I, lo I love when people like that when a team states how they're gonna play every, every gonna team fight. in the league before every season we're gonna shoot more threes we're gonna I play know. faster and then you know some teams do it and, and how do you like how are you not a good team in pace but you have one of the most ridiculous offenses in the nba that is that correlation is awkward Jokic. also yeah <laughs> oh, just yeah. Jokic. Jokic, that's yeah. the answer um, if we would just want to talk about some of these uh, other starters' games tonight, Jamal Murray, 20 points, 9 of 20 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3, 4 assists, 3 turnovers. Wasn't impressive tonight, I thought. And um, he's had a few quiet games in a row right now. Um, we've talked about this a lot on, on these post-game shows. Like, if, if we're worried about him, it always played a lot of minutes early on this season. Not that many in these last two games, so I don't think that's – really an excuse for him tonight i think scott hastings said on the broadcast there was at one point he was holding his hamstring a little bit seems like he was a little limited yeah, they were talking about his elbow also yeah i mean he had that elbow contusion earlier in the year i mean what do we think about about jamal and what he did tonight i mean i don't want to be completely negative on jamal because there was a few positives he almost got uh, D-line's uh, assist yeah. over. Like, that tells that he's he's being a little bit more active. But also, he did the, the best. He, he <laughs> got it. Three? He got the under. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I was like, he's Four close. Assists. But also, the big thing is he led the, the team in, in shot attempts tonight. Like, that's hmm. very different. That, that's very notable. Because he has not been shooting the ball a lot lately. Um, it still doesn't look like he has his legs under him as far as creating any type of space yeah. Um, yeah. for his shots like his, his makes were very very tough makes but at least he's getting into a rhythm like mentally like I'm gonna yeah. take the shots he had 20 shots tonight you, you don't think about that yeah it's true he had like a he had a very unimpressive very quiet first half 
And then he had like a stint where he like really came to life where I was like, oh, look, there's Jamal Murray. Where he actually had, he strung together some makes. He strung together a couple really tough makes. Yeah, yeah. And, and then look, he started to look like, um, and I think Chris Marlowe said it, like, he, like Jamal Murray has not been playing with passion. And like, you started to see a little passion come into his shots where you see, you saw energy uh, behind it. It wasn't just like, you know, he was open. So he just kind of shot it. Like he's still passing up incredibly easy and in like super wide open threes, which is yeah. very not encouraging. But I mean, like, you know, we're building, we're building. It's, yeah. it's these little spurts that make you think, oh, here he comes. Yep. And it just keeps being the little spurts. Like, I feel like we're not getting Jamal Murray. We're getting Jamal Murray total landscaping. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, it's like, it's almost there. You know, it, you, I, I, I think I said it after he made two in a row. I'm like, he's back. And like, I've said that yeah. like 12 times this year where he hits two in a row. And it's like, oh, here it comes. And then like he missed like two free throws in a row. It's, He's done that a couple going times. What's on here? So. Like, like I don't know. He just looks tired and half there. Yeah. And, and speaking of just like things that are not Jamal, like again, he's not getting to the free throw line. Right. He he got there those two times or the one time and he missed both free throws. And also his aggression is just not there. He he did not get a rebound in the game. Not wow. one. Like not one. Wow. And that's a person that kind of at least hunts for a few of them just to get himself going, and it's yeah. just not the same. So I, I don't know what's going on with Jamal, but you can't say that he's not injured or something. Something's yeah. going on with him. He looked a little banged up tonight. He didn't look like he had the burst that we know he could have or that like he showed in the playoffs last season. So he was great in parts tonight. I'm actually surprised that he finished up like 9 of 20 because what was he in the first half? Like, like he, he wasn't he, he wasn't putting it home in the first half so he was nine um yeah the, the other big storyline tonight um i guess two other big storylines i thought will barton played really well for most of this one and then bull bull getting the nod um i was stunned that that bull got the start tonight michael malone is got to be one of the more pragmatic coaches in the league i think when it comes to his starting lineups especially when a team is winning. He's not one to really switch it up drastically. Bowl Bowl started tonight might be the most surprising lineup decision that I can ever remember from the Nuggets in like the last five years. What I thought happened was, you know, he had just been talking about how he felt like the bench unit was starting to come together. Yeah. And the last thing he wanted to do was to pull it apart. And so he thought, you know, his plan was, okay, let's keep that all together and then make Bowl Bowl the head coach. It's kind of like, how uh, when the Browns lost their head coach this last week, they made their special teams coordinator the, the head coach because it's like, okay, well, let's not mess with the offense. Let's right, not mess right, with the right. defense. We'll pull from the special teams. That's kind of what I felt like was the decision there. Mm -hmm. uh, and to me, that makes sense. And again, the bench unit was definitely better tonight than they were in the early goings of the season. Yeah, you have to agree with that. Uh, you, you just have to assume that Malone wants to keep that exact unit together, especially with the hockey lineups. But even with Bobo, putting them in the lineup, that was, I mean, as shocked as you were, you cover the team. Think about how shocked Steve Nash was and and, and, and Brooklyn was to walk out there and Think about see. about Kevin Durant Kevin Durant was. Kevin Durant's like, you're going to put Bobo on me? And, Yo. and even to start out the game, they try to, like, get Bobo into foul trouble. Why, it was, did we, why didn't we get more Bowl? I think it was just a little bit awkward for Bo. It kind of threw him off. I mean, Bo still is lost on offense. He has no idea where he's supposed to be. But he was also fun when he got the ball. He made a three-pointer. Two, three. Um, Two of yeah. three, uh, he, he, yeah, he made a turnaround turn shot. He's going to do his, his travel, just get it yeah. out of the way early. But he also just gave Kevin Durant so many different looks. And there was a time that Durant was not scoring. Yeah, he was not yeah. shooting the ball He's because it was, just, it was just so much going on for him, I think. Yeah. I, I loved it because I agree with you guys' points. I think it the main idea, and I think we're going to hear from Brendan, who's on the Zoom calls with uh, Michael Malone and Nuggets players right now. But I've got to think – a big reason behind it was to keep that bench unit together. And those guys, for the first time all season, have strung together four like, really solid games uh, in a row, uh, that bench unit. So I've got to think that was the reason. He just wanted to keep Monte Morris, Faku Campazzo, Jamichael Green, Isaiah Hartenstein, and uh, P.J. Dozier together. There's some uh, fairly unreasonable comments happening. In the comments. Let's, let's hear them. Let's hear them. Well, apparently, uh, if this continues, Jokic is gone next season, regardless of the fact that he's under contract for four Where is he years. going? I don't know. I don't know how he's going to finagle. If I what continues? <laughs> uh, I don't know. We need a follow-up, Muddy Water. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
well, we'll talk about bowl. Um, talk about Barton in the stock report coming up in stonk, uh, dude. the Come second on, segment. The stonk report. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hit a break real quick, though. Um, first, check out the juice drop from Breck Brew. One of the latest beers that uh, to come out of Breck Brew. What's your, Superb. What's your about the juice drop? I'm a big juice drop fan, honestly. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not. I was. Ne- I, I was never a big IPA guy. No. Um, but the juice drop doesn't have that. Like some IPAs get like weird, like soap flavors <laughs> or like, like yeah. They're, they're I've just never heard you, that as soap flavor. Uh, there's like some some gross stuff in an IPA. <laughs> this one's super smooth. Uh, the citrus really comes through. It, it like when you think juice. You yeah. think like this is really easy to drink? Yeah. Juice drop. There you oh, go. Oh. You heard it here. Drop, drop it like it's juice. <laughs> drop it like it's juice. Uh, pick it up from Breck Brew. You can get it at the farmhouse, your local liquor store, uh, wherever they sell Breck Brew. Also, uh, MSU Denver Online. I believe open enrollment, or you can probably still register for classes for the spring semester and for summer, obviously, at MSU Denver Online. Check out their entire course list, msudenver.edu backslash online. Awesome teachers who have been teaching classes online forever. So a lot of us, look, we can't go to classes in person now. We've got to do it online. MSU Denver Online has been doing it forever. So check out their entire course list, msudenver.edu backslash online awesome teachers and a lot of the content you learn in classes at msu denver online you can use outside the classroom as well Uh, so make sure to check out their class list msu denver.edu backslash online all right we're ready for a little stonk report stonk report action here it's it's that time for some stonks we uh we did a a full stonk report a few days ago and we were not uh, very accurate in our. Uh, I was gonna say, someone needs to track like your guys' accounts or, or the people who are buying and like who's, who's the, the day trader of the week. Yeah, I'll yeah. buy anything with Monopoly money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can do whatever I want. Devin Eric are in the red right now for this. You guys or need to create like an actual <laughs> stock exchange. You got to put real money on. No, this. no, no. Stocks. You have to wait and see. You have to <laughs> calm down. Like we don't know if we're wrong yet. It's still early. Yeah, it's true, Dev's got true. strong hands. He's making <laughs> money hand over fist on Bitcoin. All right, guys. Let's yeah. Okay, our rating system. Sell. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Wait and see. Yep. Wait and see. That's probably the most popular stock. Buy uh, now. Buy now. And we've also got... Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to start out with Will Barton. Oh. Will Barton tonight. Maybe... It, I don't know. I thought... Yo, did we rob Will Barton for King of the Game? Oh. He was making a strong play for King of the Game, for sure. No, no. Jokic had uh, career-high seven steals. Yeah. Jokic well, clearly so King of the Game. So the right answer's now. no, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a question. Jesus. But we think that Will Barton played well tonight. No. Uh, Will Barton, 22 points, 8 of 14 shooting, 6 of 8 from 3. Uh, 3 steals, 2 rebounds. D-line, what are you doing? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy now with Will Barton. I listen okay. to Will Barton. This is the Will Barton that we saw in the preseason. This is a confident Will Barton. We've seen this in the past. Like, this is people's champ, baby. You don't get a nickname unless you're a good player in this league. Like, nobody's go- uh, going out there giving uh, terrible players nicknames. And Will Barton has, like, seven nicknames. Buy okay. now, baby. Buy now. <laughs> buy now. Dev? Well, I think he's lying about the, the nickname thing. Who? Well, who's a bad player? I know there nickname? was a nickname game. Everybody had a nickname. There was nicknames that we just don't even NBA, know. Who in the NBA is a terrible player that has a nickname? I'll think about it in a second. Uh, think about it. I'll think about it in a second. <laughs> we gave Heart him that nickname. Rock. We gave everyone a nickname. But I mean, like, people's champ? Back to Will Barton. <laughs> um, I'm going um, to buy some stock. Let's go. Okay. The reason that I'm going to buy some stock not because I'm following D-line, because I see that that's not a good decision. I'm going to buy stock because Will Barton is a player that he himself said that he's gonna, it's going to take some time for him to get right. And we're starting to see him slowly get back to himself. Tonight was a game that the shot was falling. He's staying aggressive. We already know, regardless, Barton is going to shoot the ball. Like, it does not matter. He is going to get his shots up, whether he's hurt or not. He's going to get some shots up. Tonight, they're falling. He's starting to get into a rhythm. He's starting to be aggressive. And he looks good in the start with the starters. Like, Barton has been a, a player that, that 
fits well alongside other players. I'm not sure about him and Jamal Murray just yet, but you can see that things are starting to come together for him. So I'm going to buy. Okay. I got to wait and see. Oh. Uh, I got to wait and see. You know, you look at his lines recently. It's 20 points, 8 points, 14 points, 5 points, 22 points. It's just so back and forth. I want to see him do it a couple games in a row before I want to buy. Honestly, at the way this is trending, the move would be to buy after a bad game and then, and then sell after a good game uh, and just keep going. You know, just day trade that. So are <laughs> you, are you, are you sell, what are you doing right now? Then? I'm, I'm waiting and seeing. Okay. He's waiting and seeing. <laughs> I'm also waiting and seeing. I'm also waiting and seeing. And here's what stands out about Will Barton's line tonight. He was 6 of 8 from 3, but he was just 8 of 14 from the field. So he wasn't good from two-point range tonight. And like he's done a lot this season, he's missed. he missed a lot around the rim tonight. He, he had a bunch of drives that he could not convert. And, like, that's a huge part of his game. It's a huge part of his game. So... But, he needs to get that back. But Will Barton like single-handedly brought us back into this game. Like, oh, he was he was great tonight. That's not true. I mean, Will Barton had his best game of the, of the year for sure, but he had the worst plus-minus on the team today. Well, I, I mean, like when the times were low, when the Nuggets were at their lowest in the third quarter, that's when Will Barton came in and started canning threes, and he brought life back in the Nuggets. Like they couldn't maintain it, obviously, but like Will Barton uh, did that thing that we all chide him for sometimes where he can be a self-starter and like if he's hitting buckets it's great like because there's you know especially when you have a bench people standing around nobody's doing anything like you have to have a guy that mm -hmm. can just ignite the offense and he was mm -hmm. up for it and he did it and then i mean obviously he didn't he didn't hold on but still, yeah i mean that, that's there, there were a couple of loud moments in in the fourth i felt like with with barton and, and like we were talking about earlier just the offensive flow that the nuggets had in the first half was just not there it just wasn't there. Um, let's go to let's go to Bull. Let's go to Bull Bull. <laughs> first start of the season. Uh, he gets that first start of the season defending Kevin Durant, who I gotta say, Kevin Durant had nine shots in the first half. I thought Bull did a decent job defending him. It seemed like yeah, Kevin yeah. Durant was was a little bit thrown off by just a seven foot two wing defending him. I don't know. Maybe there's a little something there. Uh, are, are you buying bull well, stock right now? Well, we have to set a little, uh, set the stage here a little bit. I earlier asked whether um, the stock of the company Enron or the stock of bull bull fell harder, faster <laughs> <laughs> earlier in the season. So starting from that point at the Enron point, like let's buy, let's get back to zero. The <laughs> right. stock was in negative. <laughs> I, mean, I think it can't stock, be a better time to yeah, his, buy I than think that. his stock was like. Dev sold inexistent Gary Harris. Yeah, like bull stock was like under investigation by the SEC. And mm. like now it's like a viable <laughs> stock again. It's a penny stock, but you can buy it. <laughs> My question on bull and his stock is how long is Gary going to be out? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you tell me he might be out a couple games, well, then I want to buy. Uh, because I think, you know, Bull could get some more looks, some more time, and he could stay with that starting unit. If you're telling me, Gary, they'll just be back next game, um, then I'm wait and see or sell. You know, it's <laughs> it, it, he wasn't playing at all. So right. if he's going to get a little bit of time with the starters and have a chance to prove himself a little bit and maybe yeah. learn on the fly a little bit, well, I want to buy that. But I just I don't know what the deal is with Gary. I don't know why he missed tonight. So. Uh, I guess I'm once again waiting and see. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, and, and we, yeah, we don't really know what's up with Gary Al for personal reasons. It's not COVID related, it seems like. But I asked Michael Malone about about it pregame. He wouldn't really elaborate. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see if he's back in the lineup. But Dev, what are you doing? Um, I don't think that there's anything that you can buy. Yeah, I'm not gonna buy. But also, I don't believe that there's anything that you can sell <laughs> at the same time. He's so stunkless. I'm stuck with the wait and see. Um, like we don't. Know. If Gary Harris comes back, Bobo's gonna have six straight DMPs. Like, right. We, we, like we just don't know. Um, but like, isn't in my mind, buying is like acknowledging that he's an NBA player, which is before it was like. <laughs> Kind of off the table. How do we know? <laughs> um, I mean, like uh, tonight, he looked like an NBA player. Like he hit a three. He hit a, like an unbelievably gorgeous two. He he uh, somewhat befuddled Kevin Durant, sort of. I mean, and the, and the great thing is, <laughs> the only way that Bobo can get better is by playing. Like yeah. experience, experience is the, is the only, best teacher. It's it's the best teacher, and that's the only way that Bobo's going to get better. And this is against 
one of the best players in the, in the world. Like he, he's he's a top scorer of all time, like up there. Um, and Bobo like got on uh, got on him and he was defending him and he had the trust to, to defend him. So I'm still gonna wait and see. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta wait and see. And look, the thing about Bull and you guys said this when Gary Harris comes back, Bull is the Nuggets' eleventh guy. Right? Like, he is clearly the 11th guy. They have their five starters, and we know what the five-man bench is right now. Bull is clearly the 11th guy. So on a normal night, he's probably not playing. Um, what stood out to me also about his night tonight, he hit a three in the first in the first quarter, I believe. Seemed like he was pretty aggressive, and then turned down that shot at the beginning of the third, that three in the corner, committed the travel, and that was really, like, where his night ended. And it's funny because I had actually heard throughout training camp, and Bull even said this, but coaches were actually trying to get him to be more selfish just on the practice court and in scrimmages. They're trying to get him to shoot more. Uh, it seems like he's kind of an unselfish guy by just by his nature, and it seemed like him passing up that three and turning the ball over was like the nail in the coffin for his night. That was how his night started and how it ended. Yeah. And someone's just got to tell him, like, dude, no closeout can close you out. <laughs> you're shoot, un- just shoot when un- you're open. Over there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go to another guy who quietly, and this is like par for the course because I think under the radar he's having an unbelievable season. Monte Morris, 24 minutes, six to seven from the floor, two or three from three, 14 points. I mean, I've been saying he's having an under under the radar like unbelievable season. Um, it seems like he's talking to the media as we speak right now, but. D-Line, are are you buying now? Are you still buying Monte stock? Very simple, very simple. Mon Mo, let's go, baby. (laughs) Let's do this. I'm so in on Monte Morris. He's like a, like, he's just a calming, uh, like a calming, um, uh, what am I trying to say here? Presence. Calming presence in a a rough sea of uh, bench, like, confusion. Like, you just can always count on him to sort of, like, just right the ship. Like, we're down three. What does he do? He, like, comes up. He just jacks up a three hits it like he just always makes the right play i just, I just love monte morris yeah uh, i mean okay. i'm fully in let's go yeah uh, let's go like the nuggets you know getting him to that extension uh feels really good right now uh, i think the calming force calming presence is exactly the perfect way to describe him um you know there was a couple of trips i think it was in the third uh when the starters weren't out there and i looked at eric and i was like who do you turn to here? And he's like, Monte. Yeah. And right after that, Monte got a bucket. And then late, uh, with you know, as the clock was expiring, I'm like, who do you want taking the shot? He's like, Monte. Monte <laughs> hit a buzzer beater. It's like, he's just that guy where you're, where you, sometimes you look out there and you're like, this lineup doesn't really have a score. Right. And then he goes and gets you a bucket. Yeah. Dev? I'm going to um, I'm gonna be all in on Monte. Like, let's go. I, let's let's go, go on Monte. And, and the reason for that is because he's Monte. Yeah, we yeah. already know. Like I've that's already true, said, that's a great that point. He's Monte. There's a, there's a small <laughs> highlight that just follows. It's a light that follows Monte yeah, only. Yeah, he's yeah. been so great off of the bench. He, he's the bright the spot. Monster. He's he's the bright spot on, on there. And I mean, we don't even remember the last time he turned the ball no. over. He's just out there doing <laughs> right. exactly what he needs to do. He's hitting shots like is, and that's one of his downfalls is the shot making. But he's making shots. He he's passing the ball and getting everybody into their sets and, and he's doing this without other players on the bench scoring a lot of points so it's a player that's taking care of the ball and he's getting assists with people that's not scoring right now like Monte's amazing yeah I'm in the let's go territory for Monte as well do you guys want to know when his last turnover was I don't feel like he ever had one like I feel like he, just he's like got the... three turnovers on the season uh, his last turnover came on January 1st against the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> that was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games ago. <laughs> How he hasn't it, turned like, the ball over in his last six games. This should be like a national story. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, no, we were talking about on the last post game show, Altitude TV threw the graphic up. He's got like an 11 to 1 assist to turnover ratio. That which obviously Wait. obviously leads the NBA. Devontae Graham is second at like six and a half to one. And, and he also he can't turn the ball over because he's gonna shoot it. Right, every he just shoots time. it every time. Yeah, of yeah. course he doesn't turn the ball over. <laughs> Hold on, does Bull Bull have more turnovers during that time than Monte Morris? What? <laughs> Today, <laughs> it's it's like, Bull D- had two turnovers. Yeah. 
yeah, exponentially it's, more. It's wild. And how many like more minutes is that? Like that's <laughs> that's the incredible part. That's a literally incalculable amount. Yeah. Monte is so solid, and I even feel like a little bit tonight we saw and we've been seeing this just what the Nuggets envisioned their bench would look like with Monte and Faku side by side. Just kind of the randomness that that creates on offense. If you're a defense, you don't like know who's going to bring the ball up. You don't know who's going to initiate the offense. Uh, everybody's playing super unselfish. I feel like we saw some of that tonight because the bench was the bench was pretty solid. But I feel like we're seeing what the Nuggets envisioned as uh, as their bench come to life a little bit. I feel like I'm talking about this game like the Nuggets won it because <laughs> yeah, a lot of in a lot of aspects they played well, but but of course they lost. Um, let's go to Faku. Let's go to Faku. Are you buying Faku stock Ooh, right now, Eric? Faku stock is a very mercurial stock indeed. I don't know. Like I, um, I, I feel like I, I jump on either side of the Faku line quite a bit. Like sometimes he looks very out of place in the NBA, and then other times it's like. Oh right, yeah, that makes sense. And so, I think in the end, I'm, I just I have to just be wait and see. Wait and see. Wait and see with Faku. I don't I don't know what else to do. Like, I, I think that's I, fair. I, I like all of my heart wants Faku like the Faku story to be that like it's just such a beautiful like Air Bud like story. <laughs> it's just like just an outsider comes in and like you know does the unthinkable and like nobody believed in him and he and you, sometimes you see moments of that and other times it's like oh that's like a really little guy playing amongst really other big guys so. I just got to wait and see. I don't know. I think you have to wait and see, but I'm encouraged um, by how he's slowly but surely starting to kind of understand his role and fit in a little more. There are times where he takes shots where it's like, oh, you're not the star of this team anymore. Like, you can't do that. He took one three tonight. That was like a fadeaway from the corner mid-shot clock. It was one of the ones, too, that you knew it wasn't going in the second it left his hand. Faku shoots as many threes as he does. No. Well, he, well, he's always open. He's I'll making them too. I guess so. It's just like I don't view him as a three-point shooter, but like somehow he's like always shooting threes. <laughs> I don't know. So I guess that makes him a three-point shooter. <laughs> yeah, and, and he shot pretty well, I believe. Yeah. No, he, he's shot it well as of late. Definitely. So Definitely. I, I, I'm in wait and see. I'm, in, I'm a lot more encouraged than I was at the very start of things. Less encouraged than I was during the preseason. Yeah. You know, during the preseason, it was like, oh, okay, this is, this is special. I just. I think it's a something where he's slowly but surely learning his role, and I think by the end of the season he could really have it. Mm-hmm. While you guys are all selling, I am buying. Oh, we are, okay. Hold on, I was waiting. Okay. We are all waiting, seeing. While you guys are waiting <laughs> and watching, I'm buying Faku stock. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The reason that I'm buying Faku stock is because Faku Staku. He he comes in there and he does exactly <laughs> what he's supposed to do every single game. If he didn't get hit below the way uh the the belt today he would have had a pretty good game but also the thing is we've been saying how the the bench is up and down and up and down right like everybody's been talking about that there's been one constant and that's faku he hasn't had one game that he has had a plus minus that's under like he hasn't had a negative plus minus at all every single game he's he's enlightening the bench like everything is going he he keeps everything up he's a flow just like monte morris is a flow off of the bench yeah i'm buying I'm going to buy two. I'm also going to buy Faku stock. Um, he just looks so much more settled now yeah. than he looked in the first couple games of the season. And I don't want to like try to boil it down to something that's too simple, but he just probably needed some time to get acclimated and get comfortable to an entirely new league, an entirely new team. And uh, the game looks like it's slowed down a bit for him right now. Yeah, I have to say he's like now, every time he's coming to the court now, like now he has very visibly combed hair, which earlier on he he's had figured bedhead. out the hair. He had bedhead every time he took the court. So <laughs> I think there's something to what you're saying. I think he's become more composed. How do we fix that with Jokic? Oh, we cut Jokic's hair. Well, okay. people Jokic could is- recognize Jokic. Nobody knows who Faku is. He puts the hair down, and now we know who Faku is. is that it? <laughs> yeah, it's like Superman. It's like reverse Superman. I thought there was glasses, but you're saying it's a forward-facing hairstyle. He doesn't wear glasses. <laughs> Who's who had the theory in here tonight that uh, Yoke is growing the hair out? Me. That's yeah. a hell of a, like. Is he go? What if he like goes like comb over style? Yeah. What do you? Like, I mean, do we side part fade? I was trying to envision the whole time with if Jokic had like if he hits like Joe Harris 
length hair. Oh, God. If he's got a headband, it's flowing. Like, what if he goes Jared Bednar on us? I think he would more likely go, like, Luka Doncic. Oh, like, he would have, like, a like a flippant little... Yeah. <laughs> like a boyish flow. Right, right. <laughs> I think Jokic is due for a, a cut. Yo, dude, that we need... He's we need... well past due for a cut. <laughs> I think, I think his wife cut cuts Jokic. his hair. Probably. Probably we need, we need haircut by his wife. We need haircut. Well, what's Jokic. she doing? Destro needs to be not with her right now. I'm just saying, Nuggets coming back from a, a three-game-long road trip. They got the Warriors at home. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Buzzcut <laughs> Jokic. Whoa. Get out! I your wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it's a national TV game. TNT against the Warriors on Thursday. Just saying. Just saying. I wouldn't what be could surprised. What go wrong? <laughs> um, let's continue with the bench, with this uh, Stonk report. Hard Rock, Isaiah Hartenstein. Hartenstein. I don't even know. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I'm on. Yeah. Thank I'm, you, Kel. I'm on pretty public record saying he's going to be our best addition to this team this year. You are on record. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> so coming from that particular standpoint, I, I'm going to I'm going to be selling. Uh, uh, he is like, there are things he does really well. Like when he's imposing, like he will have really loud blocks. He will have good positioning. He'll make great rebounds. And then he'll just make very confusing decisions a lot. And he'll make... Sounds like the guy he replaced. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I we all kind of felt like he was going to be a just one-to-one Plumlee replacement. And he's, like, clearly a downgrade from Plumlee, unfortunately. Um, that's not to say that he can't, like, get to Plumlee status, which is, like, a very sad uh, ceiling. But, um, you know, that's kind of where we are with him. I mean, I still see it. Like, every now and again, he'll have, like, some impressive uh, finishes around the rim. But but right now, he just doesn't have it. This will be my hottest take so far, I think. I'm buying. Oh! Okay. I'm okay. buying. Uh, I'm starting to see him fit in a little better. Um, he's building that chemistry with Monte on the pick and roll, uh, catching a couple of those lobs. He had a couple awesome blocks tonight. Um if they won, he might have had the play of the game, which was the tip out. The tip Jermichael out was Green, great. Which really was like a, that. The Nuggets were struggling at that point. They needed a bucket. They had another ugly shot, and he tipped it out. Um, I, you know, he's not plumly right now, but I think he's climbing the proverbial plum tree. That's what I, <laughs> 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 that's what I mean. Like, isn't it sad that that's the ceiling we've assigned to Isaiah Hartenstein? Yes. No. No. Okay. Well. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Whatever you buying or selling? I'm buying. Okay. All right. Um, I actually had to to wipe my glasses today because I thought that it was Plumley out there. You did. I did. He he played 11 minutes. He had four assists in 11 minutes, which is a Plumley like game. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing he was missing was the backwards dunk. I mean, he, he scored. He had the blocks. <laughs> Like Hardenstein is frustrating a, misses around the rim. Exactly. <laughs> Hardenstein is amazing as, as a, a help side defender. Like those block, he has one every single game where a guard has no idea. Like they they have to like do a euro or something to get by, and he's he's at the rim and he's going to protect it. He's getting those blocks. Um, he's great alongside Faku. They play them the exact same minutes every single game for whatever reason. I mean, it makes sense. Um, he he looks like Mason Plumlee out there. Also, he has an imprint of Joe Harris's face on his chest. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Maybe he handed that guy today. If oh the tap out was his best player of the night, the poster on Joe Harris was his second best, a close second. And um, I felt my soul leave my body. <laughs> when, when he when, dunked, uh, when he dunked Joe on Harris him, almost had to retire from the league. <laughs> when he dunked on him, I slowly looked at Harrison. Like, I just, like, looked <laughs> over <laughs> the whole room. You guys are wondering if I was still going to host this <laughs> show like, tonight, probably. I was like, who are you going for? <laughs> he looked so sad. He looked worse than you tonight, d yeah. You were giggles today. Harrison did. looked super sad after that play. Yeah. My guy, Joe Harris, got to, definitely has to cut his hair and uh, avoid getting in posters. I'm also buying with Hard Rock. Yes. I'm also buying. And honestly, the main reason I'm buying um, is because it seems like the Nuggets have committed to playing him more. Because he's a firm part of that five-man bench lineup. And I did think it was notable today because the Nets played some small ball on their second unit. They had Jeff Green in there at the five for times. And the Nuggets... We're like, fine, we're still going to play Jamichael Green and uh, Hartenstein together at the 4-5. We don't care about your small ball look. We're, we're still going to play with our five main bench unit guys. And I thought that was notable. So I think he's going to continue to get around 10 minutes per game. Two fouls tonight in 11 minutes. I think that's big progress. What? 
That's the only. We don't know if he could play more minutes. Maybe Malone wants to play more minutes, but he never say, gets the chance. Say, like, he never gets the chance to play more yeah. minutes. Yeah, the reason he's not able to play more minutes is because of the rules of the game. Yeah. <laughs> His fouls to minutes ratio might be crazier than Monte's assist to turnover oh ratio. Probably Bobo's tra- uh, travel ratio. <laughs> For sure. About the same. For sure. Um, let's go to. Let's go to Paul Millsap. Let's go to Paul Millsap. Only 22 minutes for Paul Millsap tonight. Ten points, four rebounds. Did not close this game. I don't. I don't believe. Um, what, what are you thinking on, on Yo, Paul? Paul Millsap has become the uh, starter by name player. Like start like the uh, technically a starter in that he is on the floor when the game begins. But then no. like he plays, and then you know you get a couple like interesting little series is out of him and then you just never see him again um which is not encouraging um like i'm starting to wonder if as the season wears on and we've seen this the last several years with paul i mean understandably um i mean he's you know approaching my age which is (laughs) so uh (laughs) like i mean like you can't play at a high level for this amount of uh you know years in the nba and allowed and just stay at that level so i'm wondering if somewhere down the line we don't get uh zeke to slide in a little bit uh oh. to pick up like green to slide in to take Millsap minutes and then zeke to slide in behind him like and then you know Millsap is just another player you can rely upon because he he's a cerebral player and he he doesn't make mistakes it's just his body is betraying him at the, mm. at the moment and so like from that standpoint it's like i mean it's like you don't you don't want to sell but you don't want to burn so i guess it's Wait and see, I guess. Yeah, wait and see. But I mean, we're waiting and seeing. But I know, I know what's coming, and it's yeah. not, it's not any better. Yeah, yeah. I gotta sell. Um, defenses have kind of changed up the way they're playing the Nuggets. Early in the season, when he could just cut from any spot, and Jokic knew exactly where he was, and he's just getting all these layups one after another. It was like, wow, this is amazing. He was able to use that cerebral part of his game to just get to all these open spots on yep. the floor. Now defenses are saying like, okay, take away the passing lanes, don't allow cutters, make them shoot, and he can shoot. Um, but it's taking away a lot of his effectiveness because he was just so good at getting to spots where he knew Jokic was going to look. So uh, I think, you know, just the way that defenses are approaching the Nuggets right now isn't exactly uh, beneficial to Paul Millsap and his role on the team. So I got to sell. Yeah, I'm going to wait and see, but I want to sell. And the only reason I want to sell, I don't I I don't often talk about Malone's decision making or anything of that nature, just because a lot of it makes sense. And there's things that you don't see. Um, but tonight, this was a perfect Paul Millsap game. He did not miss a shot. Um, he he grabbed four rebounds. Yep. He hit um, the over on his three-pointers at DraftKings Sportsbook. And he was the only starter to f- not finish in the negatives and plus minus. And then set the bench. So, like, if he's not hurt, what what went wrong? Because there was a, there was a stretch. He did hit his two threes. And then you get put out of the game after that. Like, that that's a bit shocking to me. And then... Also, like they went to Jamichael, which Jamichael had a, he had a pretty good game. Yeah. But Paul Millsap was perfect on the day and not getting attacked on defense. So, so what was it? Yeah, I, I just think overall his defense hasn't been as impactful this season as it's been in years past. That, that's probably my biggest takeaway from him this season. So I'm waiting and seeing as well. And like you were saying, Dev, like J- Jamichael Green had a good game today. He didn't have an unbelievable game. Overall, he's been outplaying Paul Millsap this season, in my opinion. Um, with how good the bench is, I don't know if that means that he's going to like supplant Millsap in the starting lineup, but I think it might be something to watch. All right, so let's hit another break. I believe we've got Brendan Vogt coming in on the other side, straight from the Nuggets Zoom conferences. He spoke with Mike Malone and some players as well, so we'll get to him in one second. Uh, first, though, Make sure to check out Strava Craft Coffee, packed with CBD, which has been known to help cure long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, tons of other stuff as well. You guys can get 20% off with the code DNVR20, 20% off a subscription to Strava Craft Coffee. Get your coffee every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks, and 20% off any product you are subscribing to. We've been known to come up with our own slogans. (laughs) Honking like a goose is like by far the best one. It's incredible. Yeah. It's the, I just say it like as a part of my daily life. I'm now. surprised Strava hasn't tried to trademark it from us by now, actually. Yeah, what the H, uh, Strava? <laughs> Do, I just 
I feel like we have to reintroduce this every uh, about five or six times we use it because people are like, "What?" Uh, Brendan it just votes, speaks for itself. You know what? I'll let as soon as we have vote coming, we'll let him retell okay. the story. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, guys, while the holiday season may be over, the sports calendar is in full swing this week. From collegiate to professional sports, there's no shortage of action, and there is no better place to get in on all this action. Then with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, head to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Tons of player props, tons of game props. I know there was some heavy action going on uh, on this panel tonight <laughs> in this Nuggets-Nets game. Yo. D-Line hasn't butted in with how he's done on his bets yet, so uh, I don't... I, I bet... Bad I, beats. I had No, I had like eight bets, and I ended up winning $5. Oh, that's good. That means you you won five. Well, because I won both of my Harris bets because they were just refunded. <laughs> <laughs> Pushes our wins. Pushes our wins. Pushes, Pushes our, our wins. wins. I had two bad beats. I needed one more bucket from Jokic, one more bucket from Levert. Levert had twenty in like the first twenty minutes of the right. game and never scored again. And then uh, he got he got like overshadowed by Bruce Brown. Brown disrespectful. Yeah, was Bruce extreme. Brown was the closer for yeah. the Nets today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you know, you win some, you lose some. I had an incredible night last night. I, I was due to come back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Do you have any comment? I got Karis Levert at 18 and a half. So oh, I, I felt, oh my god, wow. I felt good about Dev that. Dev okay, told me then. over 20 and a half was the lock of the night. Listen, I said <laughs> Karis Levert over points. Oh, we had two different yeah. books, so I didn't know. No, I it got, was a breakdown in community. I, I took KD over on points, which yeah. was, like, that was okay. like the one K- thing. Kale's telling us to hurry this long. So <laughs> make sure to download the top oh, rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR <laughs> when you sign up to get up to 100 to one odds on any football game this weekend. That's code DNVR for new players to get a shot at $100 on any football action this weekend. For a limited time at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Probably just wrap up if Kale's got somewhere to be. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's been waiting for like almost 10 minutes. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Brandon's sitting literally at his house. Apologies, Brandon. <laughs> All right. Let's bring in the man, the myth, the legend. Brendan Vogt. There he is. Sorry, is this bad We can't hear you, but we can see your face. Uh, Okay, I think we can hear you now. How's it going, man? Uh, I'm doing well. Is it okay if I come on the show now? Does that work for you guys? You got to ask Kale, dude. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Vogt, give us us maybe your your one big takeaway from, from this loss. Uh, Michael Malone's first thoughts, uh, he went to health, actually. He was asked about the four-quarter um, the, the four quarter effort thing, and, and the first thing he went to was, man, it would be nice if we were healthy. And I know that folks don't want to hear excuses right now about a team that was just in the Western Conference Finals that is blowing a start against a really uh, easy schedule, but it's a reality. The Nuggets haven't been whole all season, not having Jamal for a game, MPG multiple games, Jamichael Green missed multiple games. He's been a big part of what they're doing. Now you're down Gary and MPJ. So yeah, no Kyrie for Brooklyn. Every team can make excuses, but it's a tough thing to remember about Denver. Like our expectations right now are so high that we're losing sight on the fact that these are less than ideal circumstances and, and really suboptimal actually. So that's I, interesting. I was actually thinking of making that my main takeaway of the game as well is we keep forgetting that we haven't really seen the Nuggets. Like, the, the season started, you right. never had Jermichael Green. Michael Porter Jr. and Jermichael Green have not played in a game together yet this year. But the, the thing about like, this game tonight is that the Nuggets played so well that your mind didn't go there. Like, totally. They, right. it, they, right. Even right. though they lost, they played, a, they played well enough to win. And, and, and encouraging. People don't want to hear it either, so I, I get it. Uh, my takeaway in, in terms of things we act, that actually did happen, things we did see, I thought the bench played well again. Unless I'm, I'm blanking on a really poor stint they had, you know, I thought the starters set the tone for that that horrid, disastrous third quarter. But I, I, I thought the bench was good. Uh, I asked Monte, Monte Morris if he feels like just that second unit kept the momentum rolling. He seemed to think so. You know, he, he really thinks they can be one of the best second units in the league. So if you are looking for positives, you know, we could talk about how KD killed them, how they blew it in the third. Everyone saw what happened. But if you're looking for, for some positives, I thought the bench was pretty good for a third straight game. Yeah. Did anybody, whether it was Malone or any player, speak to the third quarter and just what kind of went wrong there? Because that seems like really where the game was lost. Yeah, for Malone, it was defense. Monte Morris put it pretty plainly. He just thought the Nets came out with a sense of urgency. Denver didn't. Um, 
And I agree. I mean, I thought Denver had them where they wanted them. And if they come out with a modicum of urgency in that third quarter, <laughs> they could have closed the door. And yeah, they, they missed Jeremy Grant. Yeah, Kevin Grant cooked Will Barton down the stretch. But if it's Kevin Durant one-on-one to decide the game, you've messed up, right? If you had an opportunity to prevent that scenario from happening, you're up 20 in the third. You have to shut that door um, because that's just what KD does. Yeah. Were there any comments on the offensive foul that they challenged there late in the game? Nope, no comments about that. I, I didn't mind that that uh, challenge, to be honest. I know Malone's not really great with those. I thought it was worth a try. Could have swung the momentum. Oh, for sure. Um, Michael Malone's been hot on challenges too. He's been he's been hot getting those overturned. On, on Kevin Durant, I, I think this is worth talking about a little bit because this was a read I had obviously on this team from opening night when Harrison Barnes had a great game against the Nuggets on opening night, and I was like. Hmm, maybe this team's just really not going to be able to stop any opposing small forward this entire season. Then on Christmas Day, Kawhi and Paul George have the big games. Kevin Durant, unstoppable tonight when he wanted to be. It's going to be a, a theme that yeah. follows this team throughout the entire season. And honestly, like with the personnel on the Nuggets roster, there's probably not much they can do about it. So it's kind of where they are. On, uh, some folks on Twitter and Discord, Harris, I mean, that's their main takeaway from the game. And they might be right. You might be right. I mean, it's certainly the case that they can't stop anyone out there right now. Uh, but just in, this game in a vacuum, take your drinks. You know, don't think it had anything to do with Jeremy Grant being there or not there. When you're up 20, you got to slam the door. Right. Like, Katie's an MVP player, you know? Newsflash. Right. All right. So who else spoke? Um, what else was, was kind of said that caught your eye post game? Well, we talked to Bull. Um, Bull was asked for a positive takeaway from his performance. He was pretty transparent today, Bull, pretty articulate. And he said, the most positive thing for me was playing hard throughout the whole thing. Keep playing through my mistakes. The travel calls, whatever KD was doing to him, uh, he felt like he just stayed focused and, and played through it. And I agree. I mean, look, that first stand against KD, KD was just feeling things out. And the third quarter, I think, is a little more realistic of what happens when you put Bull on KD. Um, but but I thought both played pretty well, all things considered. And I just thought that was a good quote to hear from him, to, to just sort of feel encouraged from that performance. I think it would be easy to sort of get down on yourself, but you know, he was asked about guarding KD. He's like, hey, he's one of one. How many guys can, can handle in the pick and roll, shoot off the dribble, drive? So you don't run into that very often. Uh, and he liked the way he played through it. Yeah. I saw that coming up in the uh, in the comments, D-line. We haven't heard about Greg Whittington tonight. I mean, you're slacking over here. Uh, Greg Whittington. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. I always like when, uh, when Bull talks with the media because he's pretty short, but I always feel like he's pretty transparent and just <laughs> where his head's at and I love the idea of just Bull assessing his performance. <laughs> it's the only thing he's short at. <laughs> Yeah, Bull's pretty open. I, I asked him about those passing up on those open shots. You know, when I, I saw your tweet about how the, the coaching staff has encouraged him to shoot more, I wanted to try to fit all that nicely into a question. It was admittedly tough to word on the spot. I basically just asked him, you know, if there was any sort of conflict in terms of playing his game versus being out there with the starters, right? And, and trying to acquiesce to what they do. Uh, his answer was he thinks he just needs to slow down. Doesn't have an issue with the pump fakes themselves. Just. Just take it slow, take it easy, try to eliminate those travels so that something is going to work on. Mm -hmm. um, Jokic nearly getting the quadruple double tonight. Uh, three assists, two rebounds away. I'm, I'm assuming he spoke after this one. What do you have to say? He might be speaking right now, fellas. I missed okay. it. I guess that's why Kale was rushing you, D-line. <laughs> but um, I don't know if he's on right now, so I didn't get to speak with you. Taking his time these days, you know, I think still a post-game weightlifter, Nicole Jokic. All right. Well, any, anything else that stood out that you think we need to talk about here from uh, that post-game Zoom? Uh, you know, Monte Morris was great. He, you know, he, he was really happy for Bolt. He thought he played really well. Um, he didn't want to make any excuses about the injuries, but I, I think Monte sounded calm, sounded, sounded measured, sounded like he still thinks, you know, things are trending up. I think I agree, guys. I mean, the defense is going to be a talking point. But the bench played well. You get out to that big lead on the road. Um, and Jamal Murray was horrible tonight, I thought. And you can expect better from him in big games. So, I don't know. I thought some some things were positive tonight. And this guy's loose, but it ain't falling yet, fellas. I think that you can feel that in the theme of this show. Yeah. That things are just slowly but surely trending up regardless yeah. of the result. Like There were early, a lot of positives tonight. Early in the season, you looked at that bench unit and thought, like, they're going to be fighting this thing 
every night for the entire season, and this is going to be really tough to watch. Seeing them come together, seeing the offense start to click a little bit more, you do feel a hell of a lot more yeah. confident in like the long-term goals of this yeah. team. Denver dominated the first half tonight. Absolutely dominated. They were great on offense. They were great on defense. And then just that lapse in, uh, lapse in the third quarter cost them. We haven't even talked about who had the worst game tonight, which looking at the ESPN box score, P.J. Dozier plays zero minutes and finishes with a negative one. <laughs> I think they were wrong about that one. <laughs> I think you're looking at R.J. Hampton. I, I think, oh, that's uh, what I mean. R.J. Hampton. R.J. Hampton, zero minutes, negative one. <laughs> I, I, you guys may have talked about this already in the stonks, but it's been tough for P.J. Dozier, man. And he, we we joked, you know, we wonder if he gets that Tory Craig-esque usage. Well, in a very specific way, it's a strong yes so far. And so far as Malone's kind of fallen back on that, on what he considers a crutch that maybe always isn't effective. You know, PJ has suffered from some funky utilization this year, playing in some weird roles, tough matchups, but he just has not been what he's capable of being offensively. And, you know, it's getting tougher and tougher to trust him out there, at least for me. Yeah. All right, vote. Appreciate you as always. Um, th th thanks for popping in. And uh, yeah, I think hopefully we'll see you back here soon. I miss your hey, sweet I'll face. Be, I'll be back on the next one, fellas. Miss you. Let's go. Later, man. I'm buying vote stock. Buying vote stock. Yep. <laughs> upvote, upvote, upvote. Yeah. No, the, the Dozier point is interesting because I, I feel like he's been, his role has been magnified to like a level that it shouldn't be right. so far this season. His role has been bigger, especially on the offensive end than it should be. But yeah, you wonder what happens to him when, when Michael Porter Jr. comes back because that's the other side of the coin when making the argument about like, oh, they want to start bowl and keep that bench together. Well, they're only going to be able to keep that bench together on a best-case scenario for a few more games until Michael Porter Jr. comes back, and then one of those guys is probably out. You know, It's easy to see who's going to be out. It's going to be P.J. Dozier. He has not put together good games in, in a while now. Um, today was a very, very rough game. Like The thing with P.J. Dozier is he can shoot you out of a game. Like He's very aggressive. He's... He, He's a pass. I mean, he's a shoot first point guard. He might be one of the more confident off the bench guys in the entire league. man. Jordan Clarkson in a way like he, as soon as he gets the ball, he is going to shoot it. And if if he's not making them, it's going to look rough for him. There's going to be nights that he is making them and it's going to be like, OK, he, he brought things off the bench. But also he plays 27 minutes tonight. You're going to give those 27 minutes to Michael Porter Jr. Like, for sure. you're just going to do it. So where where could he fit in? He's aggressive, but he has yet to prove that he's a good scorer in the NBA. Yeah. Like, he, he just doesn't do it consistently. I mean, this is his first year playing real rotation minutes. That's the other thing, too. You know? It's just, he it doesn't look like he has a reliable jump shot. He's not a reliable three-point shooter. And yeah. he often struggles when he gets around the rim against some of the big rim protectors. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, like, he's a sweetener. Like you bring him in, in like in moments where it's unexpected, but like he's proving he can't be relied upon, but like in the playoffs when we needed something to sort of change the pace up, he came in and he was great, but you know, yeah. All right, well, we could probably wrap up here. I mean, you guys got, got any other overriding takeaways from this one? Like, we've talked about a lot of the positives yeah. on this show, and like, there were a lot of positives tonight. The bench, another big game from Yoke. Will Barton showed a lot of life offensively. Just that third quarter just did them in. I think I, uh, this team is getting ready to pop, it, yep. and I think what's going to happen is Michael Porter Jr. is going to come back, and they're gonna, and it's not going to be instant. There'll be a couple games where they're kind of he's kind of getting his feet back under him, and they're trying to kind of getting the flow back it takes, together. It takes two weeks always when a player comes back from injury, and it, Michael Porter Jr. is essentially coming back from injury. Right, and I think right after that, right after that original acclimation period, this team's gonna go on a big streak. Yeah. Um, my two points is when Michael Porter Jr. gets back, like when he was playing, the issue was the bench was not doing well. Now we're starting to see the the bench like rise. So that's like a really, really good thing. On the flip side, what I did not like is on the vote thing. Like, I don't like the fact that they're acting like the injuries are so, like a huge thing right now because Brooklyn is like maybe the most injured team there is or just like there's so much going on. Like the Kyrie Irving news, like Every they, have a, got that they have a lot of things going on. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie is out for the whole year. Tyler Johnson is on the protocol. Like they didn't have a point guard. They don't have a point guard. So like that's that's injuries like yeah. that's things that's really going on and and today 
all of the Kyrie Irving news came out. So like they had a lot of things that they could have. This could have been a letdown game for them. Um, so that that kind of throws me off. Yeah, the the next big kind of tipping point for this team is probably when MPJ gets back. And I mean, I don't think there is a set date on on when he could be coming back. It's I think be it's soon, right? Kind of fluid, you, you would think, but. I mean, as we've seen with this stuff, it's just kind of up in the air with, with all these COVID protocols and whatnot. So I feel like that's about all we've got uh, for tonight. Mash that like button mash if it. you haven't already. Mash it. Smash it. <laughs> Subscribe. Just hit it. Well, like, don't hit it multiple times. Then you'll <laughs> undo it. Yeah. Just hit, just it the one. One. hit it the one time with purpose. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Think about Hardenstein while you do it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Right don't, well, don't miss it. Well, he hits. He's a hitter. Okay, cool. <laughs> He's a smasher. Yeah, foul that uh, like button. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Take it easy, guys. Thanks for tuning in. See you. So really excited to have Hassle Cattle Company on board here at DNVR because you guys know we brought you damn good beer with Breck Brew. Now we're bringing you damn good beef. That's right. Hassle Cattle Company equals hassle-free meat for life. They are the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas, and they ship all over the beautiful USA and straight to your door. They have every type of beef that you guys could possibly ask for. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu beef that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers everything. Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu frank, two jerky flavors, their hamburger, One Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Check them out today, HassleCattleCompany.com, H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com. Use promo code DNVR10, promo code DNVR10 for 10% off your order. I can confirm these guys are legit the best Wagyu beef around Use code DNVR10 for 10% off your order, and any order is over $200, you will receive free shipping. Check them out today.